Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. our nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And, and we're your weird aunts. The show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. Um, this week, the, yeah. I don't know, we'll see... It's been a bit since we recorded last because the holidays mm. are crazy, mm-hmm. um, but they're also like really shitty. And so we're <laughs> just having, we're having a depressing Christmas time. We're simply having having a miserable Christmas time. A miserable Christmas time. That's right. And so this week we chose. It, it follows. follows. That's right. And do you have a, a description for us? Mm-hmm. I do. Um, it says a young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. Which who hasn't been there? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I just called it Axe Body Spray, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like I cannot get this off of me <laughs> it's in my hoodie it's everywhere <laughs> but some, sure some ptsd <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yeah but um, yeah so yeah. it was released i think 2014 yeah that's um 2014 yeah <laughs> 2014. I didn't just oh. guess that. I have it written down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this feels, very, this feels very 2014 to me. <laughs> you know who I think I think directed it if I just had to guess? Yeah, what? <laughs> it was David Steven Robert Mitchell. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it felt, it felt very Wes Anderson to me. No. <laughs> It was only a second film, David Robert Mitchell. 
Um, and it, this was one of those movies that went through the whole cycle where it had a build up where the hipsters loved it. Yeah. And everybody was like, fine, I'll give it a shot. Then immediately everybody was like, fuck you, hipsters. It is not nearly as good as you said it was. And then again, everybody was like, no, it really is good. Give it a chance. The witch went through the same treatment. Yes. Um, like all of those movies where it's like, no, there's something different about this. Please give it a shot. And then everybody was like, this is so overhyped. I hate you guys. <laughs> 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 so Mar went through it, and um, well, I remember when this movie came out, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's so good! It's so good!" And I just remember like the the lead actress in a chair, like chained up, or like this was just when like chained up or something. And I thought she was going to be tortured or something uh, because there wasn't really like a lot of talk about exactly what happens. It was kind of you know vague. And so I was like, oh, no, what happens to her? And she was so cute. She had this little cute bra and little panties. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that's all I remembered about it was just uh -huh. that. And then I never saw it. And, you know, it wasn't like – and I kept hearing how good it was. And it wasn't like I was trying to avoid it. It was just one of those things where I kept forgetting to watch it. And I do that quite frequently. Sure. And I did that with this movie. And so when you brought it up to watch it, I was like, oh, yeah. And you were, like, really surprised I hadn't seen it before. And I was like, oh, yeah. Wait, this is your first time seeing it? That's right. Yeah, my first time. Oh, it's been a, it's been a while since your first time, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> I had brought up this movie when we were discussing Midnight Mass because... It's one of those movies where you're not sure when it's taking place. So you have like some characters that are dressed up like kindergarten teachers from 1983. You have like, you know, some people that are dressed like the cool guy from 1992. Yeah. Um, so and not only that, but you have like outdated tech. But then you have and this is always talked about on Twitter. Um, there's a character uh, named Yara who has the clamshell e-reader it's a shell like, phone <laughs> you used to call me on my shell phone, shell phone. <laughs> <laughs> people always talk about that because it's like was there a point where we had clamshell e-readers and nobody told me i really uh, want one i obviously. know we all do um so it's like you're not really sure like when is this taking place is this in our dimension is it a parallel dimension yeah um, and there's something like really, again, like uncanny valley about it because it, oh yeah, and even I I think Lamb gave me this feeling where it's like, it is this is this the same Earth? Is this like a different dimension? Is this possible here? You know. And with It Follows, I'm like, is this purgatory? I mean, is this? Oh, I hadn't even like, thought about that. You know, because I just, like oh, go I ahead. thought it was I thought it was the eighties because like you know the the music, the like the you know, the movies music, it sounds very like nineteen eighties horror. But yeah. then also like you know but also like after school special music. <laughs> it was so cheesy and I'm like, this is set in the eighties. And then everything that went with the movie made it look like it was set in the like eighties. 
because the it, car or like you said the early 90s something but like the vehicles the the house the the appliances um everything but it wasn't just like their houses every house and it very much felt like you know the freedom of the 80s that i don't know it just felt it had that what am i trying to say you know what i mean it felt very latchkey kid yeah it was it felt like all of these kids were parenting themselves and they weren't necessarily yes. kids but in the way that 80s kids always parented themselves so they were free yeah. to do like the goonies and yes. et and the rest of it because the kid because the parents weren't there they weren't they weren't watching them yeah and so and the children in this movie they were I'm sorry I keep saying children but they're they on the cusp older. of adulthood they're, they're like 16 17 right she's she's not a girl not yet a woman not yet a woman oh, yeah. not yet a woman <laughs> so i like when i read um a description it said that she was in college but i was like again that's the other thing you don't know what season this is taking place in either because yeah. she's swimming but at the same time people are wearing coats so again it's like is this on earth like how cold is it like is this <laughs> are seasons the same like nothing behaves the way that it should yeah you know um and uh, it's just really i don't know discombobulating but so that's the other thing so nobody's parents are like engaged in their lives and i think that is very but right at the 2010s like um the Night of the Devil is like that too, where they play that '80s horror synth. Yes, like a lot of movie, like horror movies, started that trend, and it's. Oh. I can't get enough of it, to be I honest. Love it too. <laughs> well, considering that, I think both of us had New Wave as our top most listened to on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, because we're both sixty years old, apparently. Well, um, not far. Not far. I can't help it. I can't. Help it. <laughs> And it was like, I think I had both art rock and art pop. Oh, I don't remember. Pop. Anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know if you ever heard of this. Um, it was on TikTok where it talked about um, there's this um, thing where you can live forever. But the only caveat is that there is a snail that chases you. And should the snail ever catch up to you, you will die. So you'd have to constantly be on the snake, uh, you have to constantly be on the move, and you just have to outpace the snail. It's like this movie. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, when, when everybody was talking about the snail thing, I was like, yeah, uh, I've seen that before. It's called It Follows. So, <laughs> but that's the thing. So the monster in It Follows, and I think that's why, you know, like people who are, big horror fans we liked it because we're like this is a totally different kind of monster it's close to like michael myers in the fact that it's mm -hmm. omnipresent but it's slow it gives yeah. you a chance like it you get really a running does. start you know you can hop in a car you can walk get... everywhere <laughs> yeah that's the she thing only like a zombie if, walk. If you can get a, like a light jog up, you are fine. Like Michael Myers isn't fast. Like he's scary, but like he's just strong and slow. You know, and again, just pops up out of nowhere behind a tree. <laughs> right. Uh -oh. But he lets you see him. You know, he's. Uh -oh. 
And I think that, you know, like little kids love Michael Myers. And I think it's like because he's always there. You know? <laughs> You know, he's not hes not like your mom who doesn't show up to soccer practice. Like Michael Myers, good He'll or bad, he's, he will show up for you. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we don't know. And again, <laughs> the thing is, is that, again, the way that the monster kills you is to copulate with you. Yeah. And Ooh. it will unashamedly take the form of the most disturbing person in your life, whether it be your mother. Yeah. Or God knows. Um, so that's bad. But your best friend. Sure. Somebody you really appreciate your trust. Yeah. Um, which is so, so we'll get to this. So anyway, the, essentially the plot of, of this movie is, we see that it has taken so far only young people um, and our the main heroine has had sex with a guy that she knew. OK, you know, no big deal. But it was a consensual encounter. And then he restrains her. The, the scene that you were alluding to. Yeah. In a chair. And she's like in her American apparel commercial. Little underwear. Little underwear like oversized underwear and yeah. he's like no you need to see this because i want you to be prepared which makes me think he did not prepare previous people for this encounter i know um so he's like there's this presence it's gonna assume different forms you could know it you could not it's slow moving it's gonna kill you and so she sees it um and then she's telling people, and everybody's like, oh, this can't be real. Like, he's playing a mind game. And then he sort of disappears. Like, he's used to fake name why and everything are we, else. Why are we skipping over the fact? Oh, that, not on purpose, I assure you. That he looks like Pacey from Dawson's Creek if he sold drugs in the 80s. Okay, I put him in the category of Astroworld Boyfriend. Have we talked about this before? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the guy that you... um go to your whatever your local amusement park is mm-hmm. i grew up in houston so mine was asher world and is the guy that you don't introduce to your parents like mark Wahlberg from fear okay he didn't like she was so cutesy like oh just little pastel pink dream and then she's like dating kind of this guy and he's just not cute I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry that the, he was miscast, but <laughs> but a guy that's driving an '83 gold Cutlass, like getting a girl from the suburbs, is tale as old as time. It I can't. Was... I cannot tell you how many of my friends dated guys who drove an '83 gold Cutlass. And sold small amounts of weed on the side. I just didn't like it for her. But, you know, you're right, it is. I didn't like it for them! (laughs) And it's like, are you surprised he gave you a curse? A sex curse? Yeah, that is all they give, honey. (laughs) Like, unplanned pregnancy and sex curses. That is their gift. 
<laughs> so, anyways, yeah. Yeah, but... me. No, no, no. I get it. I mean, I was not attracted to him either. I, But I'll tell you who I absolutely understand why you would risk it all for is her neighbor across the street. Greg. Greg. I agree a thousand. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense to me. I called him cool slut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. So, um, right. So, 83 Cutlass, you know, passes on this curse. Yeah. Now, I have read a couple of theories of what this could be. And people have said that, you know, it is like an STD ghost. <laughs> it it yeah. could be, it could be kind of like the long shadow of like sexual assault but another one of the theories and i like kind of i actually think this one might fit is that it's not so much just sex but it's like the it's coming of age and when you're first sort of just understand your own mortality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you start becoming sexually active, that's when things really start to become serious for you. Like you start to understand like, you know, oh God, I could get pregnant or I could have a kid. Like consequences, like you yeah. are sort of introduced into a, an older world, a, a more consequential, consequential world. And, yeah. One of the things that Yara says when she's reading from the clamshell, she talks about, you know, the cruelty of knowing when you die and that, you know, it, you know, to know that it's five days away and then like the most cruel of all to know it's just one second away. And then I remember, um, you know, cause I went to super like a really religious school and yes. we would have circuit preachers like come in for chapel. Um, anyway, so one of the stories I heard was that there is a country, by the way, the accuracy, accuracy of this, unknown, unknown. <laughs> I won't even name the country because I feel like <laughs> don't that whoever lives in that country is going to be like, this is horseshit, F you forever. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently in this country, they had the death penalty, but they believed it was cruel to tell somebody the day that they would die. So you would go to death row and you could either be shot and killed tomorrow or you could live out your natural life, but they oh wouldn't tell God. you. <gasps> so every day you had, you could live it with the same kind of uncertainty that everybody else had. So you wouldn't just be focused on, oh God, I only have 43, 42 days, 41. Oh. And they thought that was more humane. No, because I would have been in a constant daily state of panic. <laughs> Today the day. I mean, I already mildly do that <laughs> as it is. <laughs> I know, but see, that's like the human experience, right? That's something we all share. So like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so we're all on death row 
<laughs> yeah, but that's kind of like the point of the whole movie is that the part of the coming of age process is like that loss of innocence and that overwhelming sense of dread that you develop knowing yeah. that, you know, you're sort of looking down, you know, looking down the barrel of a gun. <laughs> and then like all these things that appear to her, like... You know, her dead father naked on a roof and just like ah! sort of being tormented. <laughs> and she's very much alone. Like there's no she has no parents. And the people that are helping her navigate this like new treacherous world are her friends, especially her girlfriends. Or well, yeah, and she has a guy friend too, but like who not her romantic partners, mind you, but her friend group who in no way disbelieve her, who are 100% supportive, and who meet you where you are. That's the thing. They're like, look, if you're seeing crazy-ass people chasing you and you need me to drive you 70 miles away to some lake, I will take you there. Let's go now. Oh, you know what? This guy's coming too. Yeah. And that's the thing, because, like, you know, there was, like, there were people that were like, yeah, like... They thought were, she was crazy, her loosening, whatever, and that's fine. But it's like the people that really supported her journey and that cared about her and shut up, who showed up for her, like those are the people in your life that it's like, especially at that age, you know, a lot of times that's sort of like when people really sort of discover their mental illness for the first time. Yeah. And you know, look, we all hash it out in our own ways and like, you know, we know something is going on. We just don't know. Like, we don't know what to do. And yeah. and on top on top of that, like, in the movie, they were, like, fighting off this thing with her. Right. Yeah, like you were saying, like, they believed her from the first moment, you know. And then, like, they were like, let's protect you. Let's protect you. I'm going to stay up all night, you know. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, they went to the lake and then... They were fighting this thing that they couldn't even see. It was just... Right. Because, yeah, that's the thing is the only person that can see it is the person with the curse. But then other things are physically affected around them, I guess. You know, and and there are times, like, in people's lives when they go through crises that that you just haven't experienced. Like, if it's a great loss or physical trauma and you're just like... What do you need right now? What do you need to do? And I will be here with you. Like, do you want to bre- like, do you want to break some shit? Like, do you want to, I will, I will drive you 16 hours away so you can scream into the void. Like, like, let me help you do what you need to do. Like, what does that look like for you? You know? And like that, I feel like that's kind of like what this movie for me was like, which is what do we need to do? Like, I don't know what needs to be done on your journey, but I'm like, I'm willing to go there with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that in that same vein that you were saying, like, with Goonies or, yeah, E.T. And it was just a band of friends. Like, these adventures were like, we don't know the terrain. This has never happened. I don't think this has ever happened to anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, in a lot of those movies, there's always, like, that, or um, Back to the Future or something, where there's always somebody who, like, the weird family member where they're like, I can't tell you what's happening, but I need 14 shotguns. They're like, okay, I can find 14 <laughs> shotguns. <laughs> yes. 
I accept that, you know? <laughs> I don't need to know the science. Like, right now there are vampires, and it's like, okay, all right, do you need garlic, or how are they killed, or, you know? <laughs> like, just accept it as it is. And she didn't even know, like, what this thing was that was fun. she just knew it was happening so she had even less to go off of well and that's the other thing is that i saw an interview with the director and they were saying that you know in this section of the story that we had we just dealt with young people and so they just didn't have the the experience to deal with this monster like they didn't look into its history they didn't look at ways so as far as we know they're just going to try to live as long as they possibly can they don't even know how to kill it so it's like you know had it been any other person you know because like a lot of times when you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer it's like we need to find a name and we need to know what it wants and we need to you know satisfy like (laughs) why it's been you know but like they didn't even think that far ahead you Uh know like they didn't give it any thought whatsoever like it was just an Right. Yeah. And I guess, well, and I also thought that that is such like, you know, that's such a good metaphor for, I mean, a trauma or like maybe just life in general or depression is that, you know, because it just never stops, it wears you down. Yeah. You know, it's like, God, I really would get on top of this or I would take care of this. But like, I've never been able to like slow down enough or take a breath to like get things in order. Like it just never stops. Mm -hmm. So you're just so exhausted that you never get a chance to take care of it, you know? Yeah. And that's totally what happens with this entire movie is, you know, they have, they all have to be on their guard. So like the, the Pacey, uh, (laughs) drug, drug dealer, your favorite character. He, like you were saying, I just want to like reiterate, but like he was saying to her that, um, you have to pass it on to somebody else, but if that person dies, then the curse comes back to the previous person that gave that person the curse. So if, uh, Jay, did we even say her name? Her name is Jay. (laughs) Our lead character's name is Jay. So if she were to have sex with somebody else, she would no longer have that curse, but then that person would. And if that person got killed by the curse person, what are we calling it? The curse. Yeah, it's called the curse, yeah. Or the demon. Uh, or the, Oh, yeah, it's called the demon. So if the demon ended up killing that person that you gave it to, then whap, you got it, it comes again. right back to you. comes right back to you. So... That's the problem. And the thing I was thinking is, like, Jay, fuck, like, 20 people. Right. Like, not an orgy, but, like, you know, maybe one a day. And then you're good for a while. Yeah. Now, a Scorpio would say that. (laughs) You know, the the smartest dude in this whole movie is her childhood friend who ends up being kind of her. Yeah. Oh, he was precious. And he's been in so much. He was in a couple of scary movies. And his, um, I don't know. I think he might be an English actor. Keir Gilchrist? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's really cute, I think. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. like in that, you know, IT guy kind of way. But like hipster yeah. IT guy kind of way. But he was um, also like really, um, 
good guy friend in this. Yeah, he ended up being kind of the, yeah. Anyway, like the heroic lead in this movie. But, you know, if he was like, you know, it, he could sleep with a sex worker whose who's job is to, like, sleep with men. And it, yeah. So she, it's guaranteed that she would sleep with somebody else, you know. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. It is hard. I mean, it's it's like such an because <laughs> it's always such an ethical dilemma because it's like oh, shouldn't I think you that's, that's horrible. I mean, how could you do that to somebody like a sex yeah. worker? What a fucking shitty thing to do. Yeah, I I would wonder though, like if you could talk to somebody and be like, would you be comfortable? Like in advance, knowing this, and then you can oh. just choose the worst Johns you have and then curse all of them. Yeah, like if you were to <laughs> present it as something and not just yeah. like, yeah, you're cursed and I don't get to tell you. Like that's fucked up. But like, yeah, yeah like, if but you if were you could sit down with the with the person and yeah, have a dialogue. Yeah, like there's a sex demon and no, wait, 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 wait. You know? <laughs> She is a curse, but hold on. But <laughs> just wait one second. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, if any of those men that pass a lot of their wives, see, it just never stops. Never mm. stops. <sighs> Boo hoo. I know. I mean, but you know what? Like, nav- it is like navigating like sexuality as a young person. I mean, ugh, it's so gross. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, I don't wish it on anybody, you know. Sucks. I mean, like, for women. Yeah. Well, and if you're, you know, and if you're not straight, that's not easy. No. Um, sex is a curse. That's what I'm saying. A really fun curse. I mean, it can take such a dark turn so quickly. Yeah, it can. I mean, the minute I put on Bauhaus. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway. But <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Even now, Gina. Yes. Even now. Especially now. Especially now. Um, I just think it's really inventive. It's very scary because, again, you never know that there's just a constant sense of dread like at no point are they are are, is this like main character ever safe ever um and it's really inventive because you know anybody can become a threat like people that you assume are completely safe can become a threat so but um oh you know the other thing (laughs) that i thought was important was that it it kind of showed this sort of decline of an empire. You know, it was filmed in Detroit. But yeah, I mean, there was just something about, so you have this, and again, in that same way of the kids' 80s movie, you have 
these like young people wandering around, like no adults seemingly anywhere. Um, and they were like never involving the mother, even though she's in a life and death scenario. I mean, and it's like they're playing in the ruins of like a deactivated place, you know, like, so all these things like, you know, there's typewriters and like all this defunct technology. Like they have old TVs stacked on old TVs. Yeah. I'm like, why do you like flat screens are like $200 at Walmart? Like this, there's no need for you to have three like defunct black and white TVs. Like it just felt like, why? you know, in the, you why know, in the labyrinth, the dead TV. Yeah. You know, in labyrinth after like she's at the crystal ball and then she like falls into the junk lady's place. Oh, yeah. That's where it felt like they were at. Like, just all this, like, See you detritus. There. I live there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you mean my closet? Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was, like, so just this collection of, you know, and even the suburbs they lived in, like, they were still, like, 20 years out of date. It was, like, mm-hmm. no longer, like, it was some other person's version of luxury. It was, you know what I mean? It. It's like they were so out of um, out of reality completely that not only was it an 80s movie, it was like it was almost like, oh, don't go, you know, past this place because you're going to get to eight mile. Maybe that was just reality. Oh, I see. You know, and it was like, oh, mom said to never go here. But they're so protected in their cutesy little world. Right. They live in their nice suburban life that they never actually see. Well, they did because they drove through it, but they never actually get to see what reality is. Yeah. But that's the thing is that it's (laughs) where they're living is not idealized. Not anymore. Like it's, it's like they're in like an abandoned playground, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, but like 20, 30 years ago where it was normal, you know? Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. There's, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not a happy place. Like it's an above ground pool, you know, like that's, it's not, um, you know, we talked about how scary indoor pools was, but we have not touched on how scary above ground pools are. She liked her above ground. pool. She loved it. Above ground pools in fall. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Oh, I really don't like that. Uh Uh-uh. I don't like it at all. Uh Uh-uh. Not not when you're being stalked by a demon. Why are you getting in a pool? <laughs> Absolutely not. There you you could not be more vulnerable than floating around in a canvas <laughs> above ground pool. I don't get it. When you've got un unstoppable demon monsters that will straight up pick up a rock and just come right in through the window. Canvas pool, no prob. Yeah. No prob. Not for a but, demon. But like, Not for a sex demon. <laughs> but she would have had time to have like seen it from a mile away at least and been like, oh, here if it she, comes. If it was in her eye line in the above ground pool, which is, <laughs> there's no eye line there. She's looking up at the heavens. No eye line there. <laughs> No eyeline. <laughs> the skyline is in your eyeline. It's not coming from heaven. <laughs> not the sex demon. <laughs> no, ma'am. Seriously, so many wrong decisions. How many times does that bitch have to crash a car? Tell me that. <laughs> T- 
tell me that. You don't have to go 100. You know that. You know that sex demon can't walk faster than five miles an hour at the oh, fastest. Damn. You don't have to step on the gas. Why don't you do some deep breathing exercises and stay on the road? Pick a proper path. Pick. Uh, say that five times fast. <laughs> Nope. That made me that made me crazy. But what didn't make me crazy is how so the main actress, Jay, and I I don't know how to say, is it Micah? Micah Monroe. Micah Monroe. Sorry if I missaid it, but she did a great job. Yeah. She's but, been in other stuff I don't remember what, but I know that face. And I know I think she's like a a, a certified scream queen. Oh, like nice. I, she does a lot of horror. She's made it. Yeah. But she looks so much like Gwen Stefani after the first <gasps> no, Allegedly. Oh, well. I mean, it's true. But it you know what true. I mean? Like mm-hmm. right after the first nose job, which <laughs> I mean was beautiful. I really miss. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Tell me about it. So about that, this is grocery stores with the, um, the, like, you have, like, the clothing section. It's almost like a Walmart, I suppose, but this is not. It's like this uh, Kroger. It's Fred Meyers. So I went in there and. To get um, some clothes, <laughs> like you always do at the grocery store. <laughs> it's not a grocery store. It's like a, like a Costco kind of a thing, but not, okay. not, not as big, um, you know, more local stuff. Okay. So I go in there to get and- some clothes. <laughs> I was grocery shopping. Uh-huh. Also, got some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but there was um, a no doubt circa like 1995 T-shirt. Well, obviously not the real thing, but I was like, oh, right, right, right. no doubt. And then um, I look over into the junior, like I'm not in the junior section. Why would I be there? Jesus. <laughs> Can I buy something smaller for myself? Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to buy something for myself in high school. Um, <laughs> so I look over there. I'm working on a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the junior section, there was like this like a mini skirt that was a uh, black and white checker. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. and then you could wear some creepers. Oh, I want it so bad. And then like next to it was like this um, neon green top. And I'm like, oh, so uh, like a studded bracelet. You were talking about the lead actresses, how she looks like Gwen Stefani. Right. But it just took me right back to the, <sighs> Was No Doubt cool for you? Like, did you... Was it okay to like them for you? Well, before they got big... Yeah. Um... I did not like that song, No Speak. (laughs) Well, there was never a song called No Speak. So, (laughs) there was called Don't Speak. (laughs) No Speak. I know speak the language. (laughs) that i'm leaving in (laughs) that i'm leaving in (laughs) 
song was Spider Wobs. <laughs> <laughs> that one I'm leaving in. Guess what? I ate a gummy. <laughs> Kick in, buddy. Okay. So, if we were going to wrap it up, which we shouldn't because I feel like the analysis coming out of us is spot on. Oh, but I hated Don't Speak was what I was trying to say. I hate that song. Don't speak. <laughs> shh, no speak. <laughs> no speak. Shh, shh, shh. Um. But I oh, loved, I, I loved that song. Yes. Well, I like Spiderwebs, but I liked that song um, Sunday Morning. Remember that song Sunday I Morning? I do remember it. That was the best song on that tape. In in conclusion, in other it news. follows is a must watch. Um, even even spoiling it doesn't spoil it because it's uh, we didn't spoil it. Well, I, there's nothing to spoil. There's we a sex demon that stalks you slowly. I mean, you really, you just really have to see it. She to, might, she might live to see another day. She might not. I don't know. As with us all, except we, we will at some point lose to the sex demon chasing us all. Yeah. Um. But what we like to do here on the show is we put um. Well, I say we, but it's Ruth does it all. She organizes, yeah. but we do a Spotify playlist. For in honor of in tribute to the film we watched, yes, and um, you know, um, well, I'll just go ahead and please you interrupt you. Um, no, I- <laughs> <laughs> it's time for me to take over here, friend. I I was just you know. Oh hey, real quick. Uh-oh. So my partner no, is no watching speak. this with me. No. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> this didn't come for me so it's fine you'll want to mm-hmm. hear it so um i was watching uh the movie with my partner last week and um he came up with the best term for her i can't believe we were calling it um a demon or whatever because he had called her a f- why do you, why are you calling it a her because she like her nasty monster body was a her when she was fucking greg Okay, but it often showed up as men. I just, I think it's interesting that you think it's a she. And you can have these kind of conversations with your friends once you watch the movie. (laughs) So he called this a a fuckubus. Ooh. <laughs> I can't believe that we haven't been calling. That's really good. That's a fuck you guys. Nice. So now my Spotify playlist. Um, the first song that I chose was Girl Afraid by the Smiths. <gasps> good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second song I chose was Close to Me by The Cure. Oh. And then 
Um, the third song I chose was I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. <gasps> Good and one. I kept getting a song in my head and and I kept like trying to sound like Tiffany, but I, I think I can. Like when she's like, trying to get away. <laughs> Did you just put Tiffany on? Was that Tiffany? Yeah. No. I mean. That is not that you say. Oh my gosh. Is that. Are you playing Tiffany right now? <laughs> I think we're alone. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Do you have a synthesizer? Are you playing a synthesizer right now? So what were your choices? <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned it. Hmm. So, um, Love Will Tear Us Apart. Okay. And then I did um, Time by David Bowie because oh. it has that same sort of like, you know, demanding Billy Dolls and other friends of mine, you know? Uh-huh. That same sort of narrative. Um, and then, oh, one way or another, <gasps> kind of get you, get you, get you, get you, get you. And then I did a fourth one. Oh. Um, but it's a good one. Okay. The more you ignore me. <gasps> the closer I get. That's right. You're wasting your time. That's like a perfect song. Right? <laughs> That's, That's the first really one good. I thought of, actually. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I hope you have <laughs> yourself a miserable Christmas time. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I do hope your designated Christmas choices, <laughs> the ones that you get to make for yourself, are very happy. Pick the perfect path. Pick the proper <laughs> path this holiday season. Pick the pickled pepper. <laughs> Thanks. <sighs> well, anyway, it was such. It was good to see, you, partner. It was good to see you too. And on that note, um, with that, I, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. You can send in your recommendations for movies, music, or TV, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. And you can find us at Weird Aunties on Twitter, Your Weird Ants on Instagram, um, Facebook at Your Weird Ants. Oh, on TikTok at Your Weird Ants. Yeah. And don't forget to like and subscribe and follow um, Your Weird Ants on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And have a have a happy holiday. Do something for you. You know, Just do for something for you anyways. Yeah. Treat yourself. Buy something expensive. Yep. I don't know. Um, I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And we're... And we're you're weird.
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now